Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wilde, TV host by day, sweatpant connoisseur by night, and a health and a life coach always. From hashtag to movement, we believe that loving all sides of you is what's healthy, and healthy is hot. Come hang out as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true, and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part? How health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, we don't hold back. There might be swearing, there's definitely gonna be some laughing, and hopefully you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life, to live your healthiest hot life. Brought to you by Clarence. Hello, Healthy is Hot community. Today, we've got Olivia Arizello all the way from Australia joining us. She is Australia's leading sleep expert, speaker, and author. After nine years of study, Olivia's qualifications include a B. B for Bachelor of Social Science and Psychology, Certificate of Sleep Psychology, Diploma of Health Science, and a certificate, a bunch of them, in fitness. Today, she's been featured everywhere. Forbes, The Today Show, The Morning Show, but now she's on the Healthy is Hot podcast. We're going to be talking about her newly recently released book, Bear, Lion, or Wolf, as well as Sleep overall sleep. What is it? Why is it important? Chronotypes, mental health, and her own personal journey with these topics. Let's dive in. Olivia, today is a very exciting day. I think you're our first guest like coming to us all the way from Australia. So I just want to say like a big bonjour to Canada. I've always wanted to go. It's on my bucket list. I've been fortunate enough to travel a lot of the world, but Australia is still on that list. So hello, hello, and welcome. Hi there. Hi there. Thank you for uh, having me. It's exciting to be here. (laughs) I mean, sleep is so incredibly important. I mean, at Healthy is Hot, we truly believe that health is not one thing. It's many things that come together. But the more I'm learning and researching about sleep, I got really into Matthew Walker's book, Why We Sleep, and it opened my eyes to the importance of it, both on a psychological level, on a physiological level. And it's finally starting to gain traction. Like we live in a society where people hustle, 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 will sacrifice sleep to get a little bit of extra work done. They wake up early so they can go to the gym because that's quote unquote healthy. But it's possible that we're doing all these things and sacrificing our sleep. And thankfully, there are trailblazers in the industry like you who are really out there changing the game and the narrative around sleep and saying it's not this thing of luxury. It's actually really incredibly important to our well-being. Definitely. Couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) I mean, just how does one like become a renowned sleep expert? I mean, what's your story with sleep or lack thereof? Um, fortunately, I it wasn't through my own, you know, uh, lack of sleep that that's how I became a sleep expert because from my private clients and from, you know, just speaking to everyone, I think that, you know, lacking sleep is potentially the worst situation that you can ever experience. Um, so I studied for nine years. I did Bachelor of uh, Social Science Psychology, Certificate of Sleep Psychology, a Diploma of Health Science, Nutritional Medicine, and Cert 3 and 4 in Fitness. Um, prior to that, I had been really unwell myself with 
depression, anorexia, and anxiety issues. And through that process, I had to learn to get better. And I did, which was really beautiful. You know, it took a lot of work. And um, why, I guess, why I bring that up is because that's what drove me to do my studies. It is because I wanted to help people feel their best inside and out. Now, I didn't know how that looked and I because I always had a really, really holistic approach on health that, you know, it's not just about what you're thinking. It's not just about what you're eating. It's not just about how you're sleeping. It's everything. They all interact. It's a, it's, it's, it's an, um, you know, collaborative effect. And so that's why I studied all my degrees because I was like, well, if I want to help people feel their best inside and out, then I need to understand all of these elements. And so then I was like, great, I'm going to start coaching. And I didn't really have a specialty. I was just like, I'm just going to, you know, I'm really passionate about uh, mindset. And so I sort of started there and then started looping into my other, other degrees and then I had some sleep clients and they got really good results really fast. And then I told people about it and every second person was like, I've got sleep problems. I've got sleep problems. And I was just like, okay, this is a thing. Did not know this, right? And then I thought about it like on a, um, you know, it was always part of my intention to be a, like a, a global figure and like a world leader in a space. And I thought I was like, who does sleep? I was like, because, you know, you know, lots of like, you know, lots of mindset coaches, you know, lots of nutritionists, right? And I was like, who's the sleep girl? I was like, there's no sleep girl. And I sort of did a bit of Googling and, you know, market research. And I was like, you've got really, you've got like good doctors who have their place because, you know, that's like one area, like, you know, Western medicine, but Who's like somebody on more of a, you know, holistic wellness space that, you know, that has that, that has that reputation as a sleep mm-hmm. leader? And I don't think there's anyone. I was like, I think I'm going to specialize. And then so I decided to, you know, um, just cornerstone my work and, you know, focus on that area. And then it was really quick that, um, you know, more and more clients were coming to me. And then I started doing a lot of, writing in the media um you know uh and then very shortly after i got approached by Sealy posturepedic to be their media spokesperson and then shortly after ikea to be their media spokesperson <laughs> and i was just like i was like holy holy hell like ikea and Sealy want me to be their media spokesperson like jesus i must be onto something right you know Oh my gosh, I think that's so cool. Honestly, first of all, I'm so glad that you include your personal journey with anorexia, depression, and anxiety into making you the person that you are, because those struggles, those challenges are massive. And for anyone who's listening to them, who's maybe like in the thick of it with those struggles, I think it's so wonderful that those are part of your story, but those are not your whole story. You were able to, with help, with resources, with a lot of work, with a lot of time, get through it, which I think first and foremost is awesome. And I love that rather than keeping that as like 
a dirty little secret that nobody knows about. It's a part of your story, which I think is amazing because mental health is so important. And I'm sure with connections to sleep, there's a lot of research. And then second of all, I know a lot of people that are passionate about health and wellness, myself included. And I'm always like told by mentors or coaches, like you've got to niche down. You've got to niche down if you really want to succeed. You can't like help everybody. You've got to figure out who your people are. So from like a fellow kind of health coach and entrepreneur, I just got to say, I think you're such a badass for recognizing that, yes, you want to help people, but you also have big aspirations and big goals to be a renowned leader, to be the go-to person. And you have managed to figure out what that space is where you can do what you do, make the impact that you make, but at the same time, be able to like, wear this awesome little hat that says like, yeah, I know what I'm talking about. I'm a master in this space. I'm still down to learn. Like, I think that's so, so cool, Olivia. Oh, thank you. That, that, that means a lot. Um, to be honest, it felt like, it felt like sleep was so, so like effortless compared to, you know, I was, I, I did my degrees and then I started coaching and I was probably trying to find my niche and trying to like, you know, this this is a very Aussie Aussie slang Aussie Aussie kind of saying. Like, I felt like I was pushing shit up a steep hill. Mm, fun <laughs> and sexy, right? Right. right? <laughs> it's like it's like literally, I was creating such great content around like you know mindset shifts and like nutrition and like fitness, and everyone's like, oh yeah, whatever. We've seen it, you know. And I was just like, this is so hard. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I start talking about sleep, and it was just like. everything just came to me so quickly so effortlessly so easily and I was just like okay like I'm a big believer you know the universe tells you where you need to be and you know I had some really big flags that were like you should you know you should be the sleep girl you know like my first two partnerships Sealy Posturepedic and Ikea global brands global brands like you know, and that was their, they were, they would, that was to be their, you know, Australia wide media spokesperson. And that was only about, you know, six months into my, into the time when I'd actually specialized in sleep. I think the reason that they took me on is because I had all these, I had my degrees. So that although I was new to the sleep space, I was very, I was still, um, you know, had a lot of scientific background. Mm-hmm academic background that yeah. meant that I could help to sleep when I, you know, when I was given the opportunity. Yeah. And but, you know, like think about like anyone in the wellness space within six months of, you know, specializing or, you know, finishing their degree to then be approached by, you know, two global oh, yeah. brands. Like that doesn't happen. And I know that's the universe has your back. The universe has your back. And what I love is like you've got the backing, you've got like the background to kind of hold you up. You're not just this like awesome girl with a great personality. Like you actually know your shit, which is I think is so important too, especially in a time where like influencers are everywhere. Like it is important to like know your stuff, whether you do traditional schooling or not. Just if you're gonna talk about something in the health and wellness space, please do your research. I see so much bullshit spewed online. So that's why I only try to like link up with people 
that I trust on here. Um, so I think it's so cool. It's so cool, like business wise, what's happening to you. And I also think like it's so great to be talking about sleep. I think we know why sleep is important, but I want to get to like the detrimental effects of poor sleep because it really, from what my understanding, is it affects everything. Like sleep is one of those foundational pillars of health where if you have a bad night's sleep, it doesn't just affect like one system. It really has like this massive cascading effect on all of your systems. Mm-hmm. Correct. So, all right. So physically, um, it affects our cellular repair and recovery because 70% of human growth hormone is produced in slow wave sleep. And that is the key hormone for, uh, yeah, cellular repair. So how that makes you feel is super exhausted, like you've run a marathon, but you haven't had that repair phase. But if that that has wider implications in that, uh, you know, your skin cells, they don't look repaired. So you look really worn out, right? And so, you know, yeah, beauty sleep is a thing. <laughs> um, um, in terms of, you know, muscle recovery, if you're training at the gym, then you don't have that repair phase. And so you won't get that muscle growth. And so, you know, you'll be training, 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 but then you won't actually see any difference. Um, that's, you know, on a physical level. And then there's all of the illnesses, you know, if if you are, yeah, all, all of the illnesses like having, um, you know, having a cold and flu, for example, you are four times more likely t- to catch a cold when you are sleeping six hours rather than seven hours. Damn. Right. Um, your risk of having type 2 diabetes increases by 30% when you are sleeping one less hour. Your risk of having a heart attack, having cardiovascular disease, increases by 45% when you are sleeping less than five hours. I'm getting such sleep anxiety listening to this. Like, I want to go to bed right now. Right. right. <laughs> so that's like, just, you know, that's just a, just a few examples of the physical effects. Then you can go over to mental health. Uh, your stress hormone cortisol increases by 37% when you sleep less than four hours. Now, what cortisol does is it makes you feel anxious. You know that feeling of not being able to switch off? That's high levels of cortisol. Mm. That feeling of irritability, that instability, that that thought on an endless loop, that's a sign of high cortisol. Uh, You know, other long-term mental health effects of lack of sleep, insomniacs are 10 times more likely to have depression. My gosh. Right. And 17 times more likely to have an anxiety disorder. So we need to care about sleep like now, like yesterday. Um, Before I get to the good stuff, because I don't want it to be just doom and gloom, but you work with a lot of people. And I've always been so curious from a professional in this space. What 
what is the issue that you're seeing a lot of your clients have? Is it that they can't fall asleep? They can't stay asleep. They wake up after a quote unquote long night's sleep and don't feel rested. Like what are some of the biggest challenges and struggles you're seeing people face, you know, every single night when they go to bed? The main thing is that they wake up frequently, Mm. especially around 3 a.m., 4 a.m., 5 a.m. Yeah, that's the most common is definitely frequent nighttime wakings. Um, Second to that, feeling unrefreshed when you wake up. That's a big one. And then probably third is that they can't fall asleep. Mm. Um, Yeah, so uh, those are the main problems. Um, Yeah, I'd say that, you know, most people, though, struggle the most with waking up throughout the night and often they can't return to sleep as well. Oh, that must be. I know some people that struggle with insomnia and they'll, they'll tell me, they'll be like, yep, I've basically been up since 3 a.m. I'm like, oh, all right. And you've still got a whole day ahead of you. Um, my gosh, like for me, and I was telling you before I started recording, I've gotten my sleep into a much healthier place. But my biggest struggle was falling asleep, that idea of not being able to turn off. And um, now, thanks to you, I can thank cortisol for that. And I remember going to bed at a good time, not eating too close to bed, trying to do all the right things, and then lying in bed and my brain all of a sudden is alive and it's just like, oh, we got all these things to think about and worry about and to-do list right. to come over. And, and I remember feeling so frustrated and leaning on, you know, melatonin tablets, sleep aids, sleep teas, like just going to Google and being like, what can I buy? What can I ingest? Like, I am so tired of this. And that can become a, a little bit of a slippery slope sometimes. So I feel like it's so great that you're out here giving people, you know, practical information, practical tips so they can get to know themselves better. Right. Cause like we're all built very uniquely and your book lions, bears, or wolves really looks at that. Like we are not all built the same, but some of our sleep patterns and our chronotypes can kind of fall into different categories. So I'd love to learn more about like, what is a chronotype? Cause honestly getting to like getting excited to talk to you was the first time I read that. And I was like, what did I learn in my bachelor's of science? Like, did I do this class? But like, I'd love to start there. And like, what do these different categories tell us about ourselves? It's time for Chloe's Clarence pick of the week. Ooh, ooh. All right, as we're nearing the end of 2022, I thought this would be an awesome time to kind of look back and highlight some of my favorite Clarence products. And the number one product I want to talk about, and this is in order of importance, is guys, we need an amazing day cream, okay? We need a day cream that is going to do its job while not making us look shiny and greasy the way we sometimes do at night because we want all that moisture. But in the daytime, you need a cream that works for you, that you can wear under makeup, that you can wear on its own, and that also fights stress and pollution and free radicals. And Clarence Multi-Active Day does just that it's a radiance making moisturizer that fights fine lines and the effects of daytime stress so skin glows this is my number one clarence product i think everybody needs this it feels so good it's light i even have my boyfriend ben using it because it doesn't make him feel like he's wearing too much this is truly truly like the pièce de résistance in my book as like if you're gonna pick one product this is it stay tuned for next week for my favorite highlight number two all right let's get back to the chat 
Sure. Um, well, before I answer that, though, don't feel bad because uh, sleep is really not covered in any, like, it's not really, it's it's not specified quite extensively in many science degrees. So you didn't miss anything. It's just not covered, which is why it's not covered, you know, by many doctors and things like this. So um, to answer your question, though, what is a chronotype? A chronotype is a categorization system for your circadian rhythm. Now, this can either be early, mid or late. Now, if you are, if you have an early circadian rhythm or it's really, it's called an early phase, this means that you like to go to bed and wake up early. (laughs) Now, quite, and plain and simple, that makes you a lion. I've always Um, wanted to be a lion, Olivia. Like I've always, always wanted, like when I come back from traveling in Europe or even when I was in Japan, you come back and your sleep cycle's all messed up. I would wake up at like 5 a.m. naturally because I was jet lagged. I'm like, man, I would love to be one of those people that wakes up at like 5 a.m. or ready to rock and roll. But if I'm being honest, that is just not me. I have tried it. It doesn't feel good. I feel hungover without like a night out. Yeah. Yeah. This is not surprising because if you um your circadian rhythm dictates when your body produces its peak levels of melatonin which is a hormone to make you sleepy so if you are a you so we we, you did the you did the quiz on my website and out you were a bear which is great and so your levels of melatonin that sleepiness hormone are high are you know higher than a lion, for example, with an early phase when they wake up at 6 a.m. So as a result, a lion can get up at 6 o'clock and they feel, because their melatonin levels are lower, they feel reasonably energized and ready to go. You know, they they don't have, you know, excessive fatigue, things like this. But for you, for a bear, if they wake up at 6 o'clock... Then what can happen is you feel so exhausted and this isn't because you've slept badly or, you know, something wrong with you. This is because your melatonin levels are higher than the lion. And so actually getting up at 6 a.m., especially to do like, uh, you know, challenging work, which is often, you know, sort of touted as, you know, get up and, you know, go smash a gym workout or go for a big run. If a bear does this, the first thing, this can actually often be really exhausting and really uh, taxing for their body and counterproductive because it stimulates your stress, your stress hormone cortisol too much at a time when your melatonin levels are too high. And so exactly as you're saying, it makes you feel really exhausted really hungover yeah. and then chances are you're probably going to need to have about three coffees just to even wake up at that time and then you so you're you're then it's going to pump your body with adrenaline even more and then you're going to go on a caffeine crash later and so it's just I just feel anxious like honestly like I've, I've done that and tried these things and I I know what happens I'm, I literally am doing everything you're saying and I don't feel well like and I've always felt kind of bad. I'm like, man, I'm like a pretty, I'm a, an, a go-getter. I'm an ambitious person. I'm organized. I'm healthy. But for some reason, I was never able to do that. And what I think is so great about learning about your work is I don't have to feel bad about that. That's just the way my circadian rhythm is built. And then wolves, I'm assuming, are, are night owls. Those are the people that probably are, 
you know, ready to go creative at their best in like the later part of the day, I would imagine. Correct. Correct. Yeah. They, they, we, we all have those friends that like during the day, they just like, they're pretty chill and, you know, like a bit like, you know, they don't have overly, overly amount, an over exacerbated amount of energy. They're just, you know, they're pretty like, you know, normal. Then all of a sudden dark comes and they just turn on and they're the ones that are like, let's go for dinner at nine o'clock and then let's go dancing and then let's do all these things together. And you're like, I want to go to bed. And they're like, no, bed's for later. You're fine. (laughs) I love it. And I think it's so great because I really believe like the more we know about ourselves, like knowledge truly is power. And if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, I think I know which one I am. What's great is you can then use that to your advantage. You mentioned workouts. Like I'm a bear. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do a hard workout at six. Like I, first of all, I know intuitively that's not a good thing for me, but I've kind of tried all the different things. And sometimes you just got to know your yourself and then habit stack your life around it to kind of optimize what you're going to do. So as far as like sleep tips, are they different based on what type you are? Or is it more like figure out what type you are so you can figure out what your best kind of sleep time is, whether it's a little bit earlier or a little bit later? Mm -hmm. Once we know that, what do we do with that information? Sure, sure. I think, well, I think like, yes to both of those questions. So um our i guess one of the best things about knowing your chronotype is it does indicate to you how long you need to sleep for Mm. this i think is such a valuable piece of information because we all don't need the same amount of sleep and especially for bears they actually need a higher amount of sleep than the other two chronotypes and this means that like 8.5 to 9 hours is ideal now this is right right potentially even 9.5 hours and this is this is really important to know because for a lot of bears that i talk to they go i slept for eight hours and i woke up and i still feel exhausted what's going on right it's like okay but maybe you're in bed for eight hours but it doesn't mean you were asleep a doesn't mean you were sleeping for eight hours and b the fact is that your circadian rhythm tells you that you actually need more sleep than others. So even if you are trying to get eight hours, it's possible that you actually need nine. Mm. So should nine is actually what's going to help you feel rested and rejuvenated. And Chloe, correct me if wrong, that's exactly what you said after you did my quiz. You're like, yes, I need so much sleep. I do. And, and a lot of the times... I feel a lot of guilt for needing so much sleep because I have other things I need to do, but I really believe it's better to give my body the sleep it needs so that I can crush the rest of the day and make the most of those hours than cut my sleep by an hour and be functioning at like 60%. And I think um, it's kind of nice that you're, you're letting us all know it's okay that we're all different. It's okay that we have different needs. So friends, we'll make sure we put the link down below for the quiz, do the quiz, get to know your type. And then once you figure out what your type is, you'll learn about how much sleep you need. And then we can take it one step further and throw in a couple sleep tips and tricks. Correct. Correct. What are your top ones? Like what are the things that you believe are non-negotiable, no matter what chronotype you are? Wearing blue light blocking glasses at least two hours before bed. Number, okay. number one tip. 
number one tip for sure. Okay, I'm gonna for order sure. that. Order that right now. <laughs> right. So much so that, like, you know, I've been, um, you know, I, I partner with with many brands to, you know, promote their products. I'm now, I'm now wholesaling my own, uh, you know, sell, selling direct from my website because I believe so much in this product that. If there is one, if you know, everyone wants a quick fix. Yeah. If there's one quick fix that I can give you, get the glasses. It works literally that very night. You you fall asleep faster, but also you wake up less because what blue light does, it suppresses melatonin, that sleepiness hormone. And as a result, this leads to nighttime wakings. So this is especially relevant for those people who are falling in uh, falling asleep in front of the TV, mm. which I know is many, even though they know it's not the best. Um, but what happens is this means that your body doesn't produce melatonin as it is. But blue light blocking glasses mean that you can watch TV, wear the glasses, but still produce melatonin as you need. And it's also relevant to those people who are you know, on their phones late at night, working late at night. All right, two for one special blue light blocking glasses. I don't know if you ship to Canada, but I'll make sure to check it out on your site. I'll, I'll ship to Canada. And the, the thing is that the reason I wanna um I wanna sell them directly is because I have a so I'm actually create it's I'm creating this little business with my mom. And yeah, which is really cute. Um and but I actually wanna give personalized advice as when people buy the glasses so they know like how how long should I wear them for? Yeah. You know, and so with the glasses, you get a little instruction guide. It's like if you are a lion, wear them two hours. If you are a bear, wear them two and a half hours. If you are a wolf, wear them three hours. Oh my you God. know, these, yes. these these pieces of information are really important. Too. Mm-hmm. Um, my tip number two would be to disconnect from technology one hour before bed. I know this sounds like really like obscenely difficult for a lot of people, but it's actually as difficult as you make it, as you want to make it to be. You know, you didn't always fall asleep attached with with your phone. This isn't something that you were born with. It's just something you've gotten used to. Mm-hmm. And you know, perspectively, there've been studies that have found those sleep those using a phone in the last hour before bed are 48% more likely to take over an hour to fall asleep. Wow. Yeah. Um, And there's also huge correlations with nighttime wakings and and tech use for bed. Technology down, friends. Pick up a book or something. Do some stretching. Like, we're so used to these devices being attached to us myself included I'm definitely not perfect that you're so right it feels like this big dramatic shift but we, we can do it we can do it okay blue light blocking glasses no technology one hour before bed yeah um the next i guess like you know i guess the next sleep tip would be but it would be the first one to actually address would be know your chronotype mm-hmm this indicates to you how long do you need to sleep for, but also ideally what time are you going to bed and waking up? Now, this is often a question I get asked. And so, for example, you know, that belief that we all need to go to bed at 10 p.m. to get our best rest. That's only lions. If you're a bear, don't go to bed at 10 p.m. You're going to be not tired enough 
your melatonin levels aren't high enough and you are going to lay in bed feeling anxious about you not being able to sleep and then you're going to create greater challenges in getting to sleep and sleep worse. So actually go to bed at 10.30, not earlier. So, you know, knowing your chronotype, wearing blue light glasses, um, disconnecting from tech, um, they're three, you know, fundamentals. I think the only other one that's really critical is to regulate temperature. So mm -hmm. temperature is one of the biggest factors to control melatonin, that sleepiness hormone. And if you have a cool bedroom, now I mean quite a cool bedroom, like I'm talking 18 degrees or I think that's about 60, 61 Fahrenheit, like it's cold. Yeah, that's, that's chilly. Right? That's actually the, the temperature that's been shown in clinical trials to optimize sleep quality the most. And so I know that um, a lot of people uh, don't have the room that cold, plain and simple, but you need to. And How do you feel about eye masks? I keep my room cold, but like I feel like I, and I think it's a habit now, I feel like I can't sleep without it, but I love a good eye mask. So eye masks are, yes, so um, eye masks are critical. You need to block out light throughout the night. There was a study that sh that found regular room light suppressed melatonin by 50% when it was left on overnight. Jeez. Right? Now, perspectively, that means you're going to be waking up a lot more, you're going to be sleeping lighter, and you're going to be waking up feeling exhausted in the morning. Um, so an eye mask is critical alongside that having a uh having a printed book to read you know this is something you can do in that in that hour before bed when you're not on your phone <laughs> how groundbreaking pick up a book an actual book i love it that's my favorite part of my sleep routine now and they're not always like the most educational change your life books sometimes they're just trashy beach reads but it's it, I'm really, I look forward to it now every single night. And I know I get such a better sleep when that's like a critical part of my sleep routine. Really quickly, food. I know that's a big thing. Like how close to bedtime should we stop eating? I know people love, especially, you know, in Canada, we're entering winter, gets dark at like 4 p.m. here. There's a lot of like cozying up on the couch, watching TV, having snacks. Like how long do we need for our last bite of food and bedtime from a sleep perspective? Ideally three hours. That's across the board for all chronotypes. But um, it also matters the content of your dinner. I recommend something quite light and easy to digest. My favorite thing is definitely fish because it's really high in omega-3s, especially when you're talking about fatty fish, salmon, and tuna. Um, omega-3s are great for anxiety or, you know, calming an anxious mind, helping you switch off, calming a busy mind. Um, that it, fish is also rich in tryptophan, which is an amino acid that then gets converted to um, melatonin. And there's also been studies that have found a relationship uh, that indicates the more fish you eat, the fewer nighttime disturbances you have. 
Oh, all right. So friends, we've got inspirations for what to eat, the temperature to keep our room, when we should hop off our phones. We're feeling motivated to go get some books. Maybe we're going to buy ourselves some little blue blocking glasses. And most importantly, we're going to figure out our chronotypes and start prioritizing our sleep. Um, you are amazing. I like can't wait to keep watching you shine. I mean, you're killing in Australia. It's time to go international. Come to Canada. And we can hang out in real life and I'll show you around Toronto. Please, I'd love that. (laughs) Okay, thank you so much, Olivia. Thank you. Well, well, well. Who else is feeling fired up and inspired after that chat? Yeah, same here. I can't believe I'm saying this, but just like that, another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast in the books. Once again, I'm your host, Chloe Wild. And look, if you enjoyed this, go ahead and subscribe so you never miss out. Rate and leave us a cute little comment. Follow us on Instagram at Healthy is Hot. And remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. We'll see you next week. Brought to you by Clarence. Mm-hmm.